Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. You may have noticed over the past couple of weeks, if you were listening to uh, SENZ, that um, they were running a little competition to uh, get some people to... Monaco Stadium for the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar, the big dance. That's next week, uh, June the 12th. Let's hear a little from our winners. Our winner is on the line. Patty, are you there, mate? <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm here, yep. <laughs> oh, that's oh. The, best, the best reaction ever. Congratulations, Patty. That was the wife. Thank you very much. <laughs> so uh, we presume you're going to take the wife to the dogs then? Oh, I, I suppose I better now. <laughs> I'll be shot if I didn't. Oh, brilliant, mate. It's, uh, it sounds like a hell of a prize pack and a hell of a day you two will have. Yeah, it does sound absolutely awesome, yeah. Thank you so much. Have you been to the dogs before, Paddy? No, never. No. Oh, you two are going to have the best day ever. What's your wife's name? Uh, Jackie. Jackie and Paddy, off to the dogs. VIP treatment as well. Enjoy the day and congratulations oh, from us you. here at SNZ. <laughs> thank you so much. Awesome. Patty and Jackie, and uh, earlier in the day, uh, Jeremy was a winner on the uh, breakfast show, and so, hey, they're all off next week to the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar Day afternoon of Greyhound Racing, and um, yeah, all expenses paid day, apart from the betting, of course. Uh, Andy McCook, um, it's great to hear people still excited about uh, going to the races, eh? Oh, that's outstanding, isn't it? That's outstanding, and uh, getting new people on course, especially for the dogs, is uh, is what it's all about. Bums on seats and getting people involved, and you don't know what that sort of thing leads to in terms of ownership and uh, people wanting to get involved in the game. So that's uh, that's absolute gold. And yeah, that was a little bit of excitement. I, I think that's more excitement than you have, Rosso, when we're lining up for the collar. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I love the that. Uh, that gets uh... you more excited. Oh, come on, Andy. Come on, Andy. That's a low blow. No, I love the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. I really do. Um, and, uh, yes, distance racing. As you know, my uh, my forte, shall we say, or, or something that I love anyway, and I know as commentators we all do. Hey, Andy, I missed you last week. Um, you know, you're, you're of an age now where if you have a birthday, you actually have to take some time off work, and that was the case last week, and you left me all alone here, and so we didn't get to chat. Um, but we're going to make up for that right now because I do want your thoughts on the... Uh, particularly the Southerners, for the uh, SENZ Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. And obviously you've got um, the leading fancy, which is no keeper, uh, coming out of Gary Cleve and Galen Turmold's uh, kennel down there. But if we go to the, the first heat, which lines up at 3.02 today, and I think this is a uh, quite a deep heat, actually. And I, I found it difficult to narrow my selections down to four, and only the top four go through to the Group 180000 uh final. Uh, but just having a look here, the outside dog, box number eight, is the runner-up from last year, Claws in Leo. But um, Andy, he just doesn't seem to be copping Addington at the moment. And, and, and his his best run lately has been on a, a one-turn track, Ascot, two starts back. So where do you think he's at going in 
to this year's collar, bearing in mind he was runner-up last year in both a heat and the final. There's got to be a little bit of concern there, really, doesn't there, with the, with the form he's showing around two-turn tracks at the moment. Obviously, uh, the, the change to Auckland, he, he might be able to cop Auckland a little bit better as he did last year when uh, he was a greyhound who uh, made a real scene through the heats uh, of the collar and the final. He was... Uh, going around about 30 to 1 or 40 to 1, I think he was in the heat when he rock and rolled them and won by three and a half lengths and a decent second in the final were behind Thrilling Amelia. But I don't think he's in that form this year. The second two starts ago, as you say, was good, but the form in and around that has been pretty plain by his standards and to be fair in recent uh, weeks and months. He has been relatively lightly raced. He had a bit of a spell there between February and April had three or four back since then, so he might be starting to reach peak fitness now. But I think he needs to lift a little bit on what we've seen from him at Eddington in the recent starts. Andy, number five in heat one is a dog called Centurion, a young dog out of uh, Gene and Dave Fahey's team. Uh, and he's only had the two runs so far over the distance, 6.45 and 6.60 metres. The most recent of those was actually at the Manawatu, and I called him in for third there behind Gatan and Coiled Spring, and he'd been runner-up to uh, the, the, the speedy uh, Gatan the time before over the 6.45 at Addington. Now, there is a silver-collar winner in his pedigree, and Nina's girl, who was raced by uh, Ray Amer, who owns Centurion. He's been finding the line nicely, Andy, in those 600-metre races. Big ask for a young dog, but Gene and Dave Fahey wouldn't do it lightly, so where do you see him sitting here? Yeah, just starts 16 for him today. So as you say, he's uh, relatively young and lightly raced. He's a, a greyhound who, from start one, has looked like he would get over more ground. He's certainly bred to get over more ground. And, and the first time we saw him at Addington, we saw him making really good ground over the 520 metres to finish into second. And that's something we've seen from him a lot, raking up really solid ground. And it was a matter of, a matter of when he stepped up over ground. He's done that. He's been okay. Uh, he made good ground in behind Jatan at Addington over the 600 metres, but the run-home time on that occasion was pretty slow, so you would expect him to be making ground. Obviously, the 779er, a little bit of a question mark. I think he'll run it okay, but you never know till they have a go, and the fact that he hasn't had a, a 700 anywhere else in the country is obviously a little bit of a concern. But as we know, Rosso, if any kennel can get away with it, it's G, uh, J and D Fahey. Yes, indeed. Uh, Noah counters in there for uh, Gary Cleave as a second runner, a brother to no keeper. And obviously he doesn't have that sort of record, but he has run some pretty useful races in some decent company. And he has been over the 779 metres uh, on the track and placed as well. He's a, a greyhound who has some real speed. He has got some ability, Noah Count, obviously not that of, of his brother Keeper, but... He's a funny dog. He doesn't have the head of keeper either or the, or the nous of keeper, which is the main downfall for him. He doesn't always turn up and run his best in races. You think he should be winning. Sometimes he just flops around in behind them and does some silly things. But in terms of ability, he's good enough to be here. He's had the uh, the aid of having a look over the 779 metres uh, back at Auckland Cup time. He came up, ran third and behind hairpin trigger, beaten small margins. This isn't an overly strong field. It's very, very even, it's got to be said. So I think he's some sort of each-way chance here, no account. Mm. Um, look, they're the uh, Southerners in the race. Thrilling Rogue off the inside for Karen Walsh and Gary Harding. Both those people have a wonderful pedigree in 
the race, the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. Uh, thrilling Rogue is a younger half-brother to Claus and Leo and has picked up two wins in two attempts beyond 600 metres, both times running through the line pretty well. And yeah, I think Thrilling Rogue's a, a very real threat here. He is tears, obviously, even in the twilight of his career. We talked about him at length last week. He's had uh, two solid trials at Monaco now last Sunday and Wednesday and run some good splits. And Mr. Fahrenheit, who's gone... His last three straight wins over the 660 metres and trialled in a 30.56 last week. So I thought the one, the three and the seven were certainly all in the mix for the top four as well. They've all got to be chances, don't they? Rogue being very good so far and comes up with an inside draw, which we know is right up his alley. And to be fair, he should be able to get himself nice and handy here. He's looked strong through these 600 metre journeys so far. Mr. Fahrenheit, the interesting runner, obviously he's... uh, uh, for the Morris team, being good in the 600s recently at uh, at uh, Manawatu, as you say, and it's decent form. Shaney obviously adds a lot of intrigue to things, and Rosso Greyhound, I've got a lot of time for, especially over ground, is Shan Maria. She's a, a Greyhound who can put her best four forward, can run along a little bit. She's had a go over the 700 metres when she ran second to no keeper uh, down at Cambridge. She's had a couple of goes over that. She was fourth and behind Shaney going back to the end of last year, but she's a greyhound who I think now is a better greyhound than she was back then. Box six won't hold too many fears for her, and if you're looking for an each-way play, you could do a whole lot worse than a gold coiner on her. Mm, Indeed, she's out of Chandel, who uh, won the race back in 2015, alongside a couple of placings. She was actually second past the line that year, but that was the year she was uh, promoted. Sweet it is, was first past the uh, post there, the uh, Australian, but Unfortunately, um, subsequently was disqualified. Um, Andy, the second heat, well, you kind of um, pinned your colours to the mast earlier on at the top of the show when we talked about uh, no keeper. Uh, let's say, barring any bad luck, if, if the one dog comes out into him early, you hope that he's still going to have the chance to recover if things did go wrong for him early to run top four of six. But do you think that No Keeper is clearly the dog to beat in this series, as the market would suggest? By lengths and lengths and lengths, Rosso. He has just been too good over ground since stepping up again. You know, he's a, a greyhound who, through the entire early stages of his career, looked like he'd get over more ground. It was just a question of when, not if. And he got over that, and he's he's now 15 from 15. And greyhounds have had their chance to beat him and just haven't been able to get anywhere near him you look back through his recent wins, five and a half lengths, eight lengths, six and a half, ten and a quarter. There's a 13 length win in there, a 12 and a half length win, a ten and a quarter length win. He's just simply been too good. He can do it at both ends. He's got a little bit of speed early to put himself in the race, and he's got stickability at the end of uh, 700 metres. So he's clearly the one to beat. Only bad luck will be beating him here. And, and, and to be fair, Rosso, he actually found a little bit of bad luck in his most recent win uh, at Addington. I was calling that day, and... Gee, early on, I thought he was in a little bit of trouble. He was able to find the rail charge through and his speed got him out of the trouble that he may have found himself in if he didn't have that real raw, open-grade, middle-distance pace that he does possess. So only bad luck beats. He's $1.15. He's $1.15 for a reason because he should be just lining up and winning. So, Andy, in terms of the futures market, he was 1.8. He's now 1.7. It's a 779-metre race, and then he has to do it all again next week and win. How do you feel about uh, 1.7 on the futures? 
He's a dollar fifteen today, and if he does what we all think he will do today and, and blows them all out of the water, I don't think there's anything there that will get near him. What's he going to start next week? Does he start a dollar twenty again? Probably. Uh, I don't think there's anything in the other heat apart from maybe his tears who might shorten in the market potentially if he does something that we're not expecting. But I think the dollar eighty was probably good enough shopping around him, considering he's gone around a dollar twenty or shorter. Last week he was uh, he actually started at ninety cents, so he was money back. And all his distance starts, he's been sort of sub a dollar thirty, dollar forty. So. I think it was good enough shopping at the dollar eighty. He should be making his way through to the final, all things being equal. And uh, from there, he's a real chance. To be fair, Rosso, I-, I thought Nighthawk style was very good and behind him last start, taking ground uh, late in the piece over the six hundred meter journey. And she's a greyhound who looks like the seven seven nine will be right up her alley. Yeah, indeed. Looking forward to seeing her go round. And good luck to uh, owner Kim Fraser along with uh, Sarah Clausen there and uh, Nighthawk style out of Nighthawk Rose, who is a a very nice stayer in her own right, and another there for uh, for Matt Roberts in the heats of the SENZ Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar today. So those heats: race six, three hundred two; race seven at three twenty nine. The top four go through to the eighty thousand dollar Group One final next week. Futures markets there on tab.co.nz. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.